There was a man, Gabriel Cook. He had a friend, Daniel Chase. They met on Skype to do a podcast with an editor called Roger Roger. He got together to talk about the news. That's about it. Greetings, listeners.、Uh, nice to have you round again. It's a cold, wet, windy day where we are in the studio, but I hope it's nice where you are. My name's Gabriel.、Uh, I'm joined with Roger. That voice you could hear was Roger's voice coming live from Norway. Hello. We finally got him in for a, a podcast again. The time zones have, have matched for once. I'm Dan, by the way. The、uh, the stars and the moon have have aligned,、um, and we've also got a fourth guest, fourth person here, the first Cook Chase podcast.、Hello. Don't speak yet; you'll you'll confuse the listeners. This <laughs>、uh, is a Cook Chase podcast. First, we have got Thunderpeel, aka Johnny. Hello,、uh, from Hello. London. I didn't have it right that time. Coming live from from the burning rubble of London. Yes.、Uh, to help us understand、uh, what we were talking about last week, which was、um, this thing called resi- residual. It's it's actually pronounced resi- resi- residual. You got to say it faster than that. That's how you、faster. that's how you actually pronounce it.、Uh, so it's it's a kind of a grim fandango thing, but we'll get onto that later. Let's start off as we always do with the cook chase. <laughs> Uh, okay, there have been two Jurassic Park screenshots released. Yeah, and the release date for Jurassic Park as well, actually. And and it's it's crazy. It's apparently all the episodes are coming out at the same time. Uh, yep. Uh, that's mad. Um, LucasArts are making an open world RPG, a bit like Oblivion, maybe, possibly. And lots of other types of games, according to Jason. There's there's an aerial combat title, a first-person shooter. They're basically making every type of game apart from adventure games. There's a Back to the Future collector disc now available. Woohoo! Yeah, it's about time. Uh, and and. That, that's not it. That's not it. Hector Badge of Carnage Episode Two has been given a release date.、Uh, there's an Indiana Jones map with artifacts on it that is completely unlicensed, but apparently LucasArts didn't dispatch their legal team to, to kill this guy.、Uh, but they've all sold out, so never mind.、Uh, there's also something is happening with the disc. There's a there's a CD. There's a, the compact disc being invented. Uh, and very sad news: Star Wars Connect has been pushed back to 2012. I have no idea what that no! is. I don't know what that is.、Uh, and and last of all, last of all, we've got a new hosted site, SalmonMax.co.uk. Yes. So that's the news. So that website we we've, we've got there. There's、um, uh, the listeners have probably been to this site before if they like SalmonMax. It's been going for quite a while. So it's not a new site. No. But,、um, It's now part of the LFN. It's part of the Mojo Empire. Yeah, the Empire. It's、uh, so welcome, and don't forget the tax.、Uh, there's uh, in, smuggled in all those newsposts. There's a little statistic from Telltale Games, which is that Back to the Future,、uh, the game, not the、mm. uh, not the film, has apparently been downloaded over one million times on PC alone. Now, just to、wow. just to put that in perspective, that's、uh, that's roughly the population of Birmingham, or ten times the population of Basingstoke. It's quite a lot of people, but does that include the demo? Possibly, yes. 
Well, that's a good that's a good question. I mean, is that does that mean like per five episode chunk, or is that is that counting each episode mm. as a separate download? Who knows? Uh, I think they've been fiddling with their stats there. Possibly. Do you think that maybe the entire population of Birmingham really has downloaded the game? Yes. Let's do a poll. Have you downloaded the game and are you from Birmingham? Yes or no? Uh, that's most of the news discussed. Um, we've also uh, had Hector, the episode 2 of Hector, which is published by Telltale Games. Uh, so it's kind of like three times removed from LucasArts in a way. Um, but Roger, you've been playing that. Yeah, I've been playing it a bit. What do you think of it? It's uh, it's a better game than the first episode, I would say. Um, the, uh-huh. the interface feels a little better. It was a bit clumsy in the first one, and uh, they finally got real wim- women to voice the uh, the female characters. You know, it's not a, it's a guy um, squeezing his own balls and talking into Mick. <laughs> oh, really? They had men playing the the woman before. Yeah, the, the first one doesn't. The first one had only one voice actor doing all the voices. Including the women. Uh-huh. So you think oh, wow. it's a really low-budget affair, is it? it? It felt like that on the voice side. But the animation, on the other hand, was was much, much higher quality, really. Mm-hmm. It was a really, a really mismatched, the quality between the voices and the graphics. I've Would you recommend the game for LucasArts fans? Mm, yeah. Good. Okay, that's the definitive Mix and Mojo <laughs> response. That's as close as uh, yeah. Mojo gets to enthusiasm, though. So, do you think that's pretty? We might even sterling kind of recommendation. That quotation might go on the retail box. Do you think yeah, that would be something? Yeah. Mm, uh, it, well, yeah. Roger from Mix and Mojo. Uh, shall we introduce? Oh, I've already introduced. I guess, but shall we? Which we start the interrogation as we said yes. we would. Um, Who, I think we should. Ha- who's gonna? Be, who's gonna be the good cop? Well. You can be the good cop, I'll be the bad cop. Okay. Okay, you start. Okay, so welcome, Thunderpeel, a.k.a. Johnny. Fuck you! Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, I'll that talk. Easy. Great, this is this is good, because um, we, it, we've we got to tell you this from the start. We do not work for the LucasArts legal department, but we are very interested in this residual project uh, to do with making Grim Fandango look a little bit better than it currently does. Um, yes. So that. And so yeah, we great. we're kind of interested to know, uh, yeah, how far along is this project, and, and if you could tell us a little bit about it. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Well, like residual is obviously something that's it's sort of separate to this, but it, this the Grim Fandango Deluxe project is sort of is going to use residual. It uses residual to get beneath the hood of the game, and so we can make these sorts of improvements. But um, it's very early days at the moment, which is why I've not really uh, posted a lot about it. I suppose. Mm. I mean, I think last week you guys were speculating if it was because uh, fear of LucasArts reprisal. Um, but uh, I think I'm, I feel that they should be okay. I'm more concerned with just it's because it's kind of early days. It's just um, not much to say at the moment. But there's been I don't know if you've seen the screenshots that I've. I think I have posted mm. a screenshot or two. Yeah, we um, we can link to those certainly on the in the news posts. Because it does look, okay. it does look a lot better. You guys have, you've like, uh, you've increased the resolution of the textures, and you're trying to increase yes. the the palette, like the number of colors. Yeah, it, well, exactly. There's basically, I've been, um, I've been working with the guys who who sort of run Residual, which is uh, the sort of scum VM for Grim Fandango, um, and they've been really, really helpful. It's been fantastic. It's really good, and we've sort of figured out that there's three things that we can do 
to sort of improve the look of the 3D models in Grim Fandango, because I think they're the things that really sort of um, let the game down a bit. If, that, if you know, that's a bit harsh, obviously it's still a fantastic game, but um, you know the voice acting, the backgrounds, the music is all fantastic, and the models do look a little bit, mm. uh, you know, blocky. Um, so one of them is increasing the texture resolution. Um, and that's what we started to do, and I've managed to do that and make a sort of high-res version of Manny walking around, and it's pretty cool. It's it's, it's good to see. Um, there is some technical problems with that though, because the game uses only uses 256 colors for its textures, um, and it would be good if we could sort of up that quality, those as you're saying, uh, increase the color depth right. on the textures to 16-bit. Um, but that's a technical problem that the guys uh, at Residual sort of have to figure out <laughs> in order to. Okay. to make that happen. Um, and the other two things that we could do is actually obviously increase uh, the number of polygons in the models. Right. It's the, you know, which would be fantastic. And we've sort of made a bit of headway in that and sort of uh, sort of deciphering the uh, LucasArts object file format. Um, and uh, a guy called uh, Somayan, I think this is online name, so I don't know his real name, but he works on the residual project that made a little application. Um, which allows us to convert it, those uh, objects into something that we can actually open with modern uh, 3D modeling programs like Maya or something. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so that's really fantastic. We now we just need to sort of, as I say, it's early days. Uh, we're just sort of experimenting with that at the moment to see what we can do. Um, but then we need to figure out how we can get those back into sort of the LucasArts format and put them into the game and see okay. how that works. Uh, I see, yeah, because it's... I mean, this this is... We've had a few projects over the years where it feels like this is something that LucasArts should be doing themselves, really. And then, yeah. and then the fans end up sort of having to, to try and do it for themselves because there was a, the Monkey Island 1 speech project, which was before the special edition was announced, which was oh, yeah. the voiceover stuff. And, you know, when when LucasArts actually said, hey, we, we're doing a special edition, um, most people were kind of happy and... But that guy got really angry for some He reason. was angry beforehand, though, to be fair. Uh, Is that true? And he, he got an awful <laughs> virus uh, that then infected the whole of the LucasArts fan network. Is that true? And Roger had, to, Roger had to hunt him down and shoot him in the head. Yeah. It was the only thing that could actually stop the virus. It's all gone now. Yeah. Well done, man. He, both, both, both he and the scientists, uh, let's say they've disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that sounds fascinating, Johnny. Uh, so... The three, just to recap, the three things are increase polygons, increase uh, color palette, uh, both of which are being worked well, on or, or theoretically are possible. And the third thing is is actually just increasing the resolution of the textures, which is the easiest thing to do at the moment. Uh, that's the one okay. we've cracked so far, yeah. Um, and well, actually, the third, that's oh, not the third thing. The increasing the resolution of the textures is it sort of ties in with the sort of giving them a, a better uh, color okay. depth as well. Um, the third thing is actually uh, increasing the resolution of the game itself um, in, in in such a way that it sort of doubles or triples the existing resolution so that the 3D models would have uh, more definition, I suppose. Uh, you know right, I mean. so in doing that, would the, would the, like the backgrounds in Grim Fandango are kind of pre-rendered uh, sort of 2D images, aren't they? So Yes, that's exactly So they, if you blow those up, is that, does that sort of create new problems again or... Well, this is why uh, we were thinking about doing it in multiples of the original resolution because, you know, these days when you're playing it on a flat screen monitor anyway, it's already blowing yep. it up. Mm, that's true. That's so, true. 
uh, yeah, so if we do it in multiples of the existing resolution, then it shouldn't really distort the graphics in any way, but it should add extra detail to the 3D models. Oh, oh brilliant. I mean, you, you could even imagine yeah. uh, blowing up the uh, pre-rendered backgrounds in a way that actually you, you could add more detail. I mean, I've seen Photoshop people do this. Um, they add sort yeah. of like a film grain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I suppose that's uh, true, actually. And the other thing about modern monitors is that the majority of them are widescreen. Um, whilst Grim Fandango yes. is presumably it's square. So is that, is that something that's been looked at? Uh, no, not so much, because I, um, I think that would be maybe further down the road. Because I think if you're going to do that, you're probably looking at either cropping the top and bottom of the screen or adding new details yeah. to the sides, and that mm. uh, could be controversial. I don't know. <laughs> Both are difficult to do, actually, isn't it? Uh, but, but then stretching it is controversial as well, so we're in controversial waters. Well, what do you think the chances are of people using these uh, tools that people have developed to to get the the models of the characters out of the games and then use them to create very sinister sort of fan fiction movies that they then upload to YouTube? Pornographic things, perhaps. Yeah, I'm they just could. They could take Manny and make. <laughs> well, that's really what the aim of this project's all about. I think um, that's what the long term goal is. We've got the scoop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're recording this conversation, by the way. Grim Fandango We're, we're going to send this to the LucasArts lawyers. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that sounds great. Um, I, I've been really impressed by the screenshots already. And actually, I, I hadn't really realized um, that some of the models really are a bit dated. Uh, and I, as you say, kind of everything else about the game has, has dated really well, much better than Escape from Monkey Island, for instance. Um, I mean, it's yeah. some models in, in, more than others. I think Manny's probably um, one of the better ones. But there's some of the background characters that you don't see very much, which are, are actually a bit kind of uh, sketchy. Yeah, no, I think it's it's kind of, it's almost like trying to get the game up to the level that yep. you remember it being, <laughs> rather than what it actually is. Yeah, I know, um, I, I kind of know what you mean by that, which is, yeah, you sort of load it up today and, and think, wow, this looks old. But when the yeah. first time you played that game, it's so mind-blowingly good-looking. Well, it's also the, the cinematics do have a much higher polygon rate right uh, that's true is that correct yeah most of them do this oddly enough sometimes they do switch i don't know why i don't know why they do this but sometimes they do switch to the old the in-game models in the cinematics so you do see a very blocky okay. manny sometimes um it's very quite strange but sometimes they switch back and it's the high yeah esca escape from monkey island um, I, I remember some of the cinematics there uh, there's a bit where ozzy mandrel um sort of points uh at someone and his um his his collar what's it the what's it called his jumper no his hand there's a button <laughs> on his clothes that's on his hand what's that called when you've got a clo clothing on your hand not a glove anyway whatever <laughs> it was a button and and it's comprised of about about five pixels and you it just looked dreadful i mean that that's escape from monkey island but i, I don't think you're talking about a cufflink a cufflink yeah exactly thank you um, um, now I, I don't I don't remember anything like that happening in, in Grim Fandango, but I just wondered. Uh, it was it's kind of interesting. I wondered if that they, because some of the some of the Emmy's cutscenes did look quite good. I'm rambling, I'm absolutely rambling. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, if people want to um, learn a bit more about this project, I've I've set up a blog, um, so uh, hopefully you can go to and look at it. It's just uh, Grim yeah, so that's, that's... Are you looking for helpers? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, like I say, it's still early days, so we're still sort of um, fighting technical problems, as it were. But if people want to get involved and they feel they can help in any way, it'd be fan absolutely fantastic. And uh, we've been lucky enough so far, actually, that um, 
the lead programmer of Grim Fandango has actually popped in and given us a few oh, wow. uh, pointers oh, and stuff. So. That's, that must be yeah. really useful. That's really that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. But to other people who feel they can help should jump in too. Don't be put off by the fact that <laughs> the programmer is... Rundy Big Balls. That's his name, isn't it? I think it's uh, Brett Mogulski. Oh, I do know him actually. He did a he had a summon max fan site at once upon a time. Um, okay, well, great. Well, we'll we'll definitely link to that uh, blog post. Um, and thank you very much for coming on and discussing some of the details. I had actually I, I had a, a, another question popped into my head at four thousand miles an hour, and I'm gonna uh, vomit it out at you. Um, did I saw a <laughs> screenshot of Manny looking like a dog? Did you do that? Do you know what I mean? The, no, no, I definitely saw it. Like, no. No, I, I did not dream this. Okay, his <laughs> skull is like formed like a dog, and it was on the forums, the residual forums, and someone was saying like the caption was "Manny sniffs out another clue." Oh, oh yes, that was someone I think uh, as part of it, as a test to see if they could change okay. the in-game models. So they manually e edited one of the um, one of the three uh, D model files and saved it, and uh, sure enough, it distorted his face. But obviously, it was just a test to see if we could actually uh change those models in any way and uh yeah not not um <laughs> not the aim of ah. the project obviously to uh turn all the creatures into maybe, dogs. maybe maybe the aim of the porno project the you know the really exactly. important one well yeah exactly once we've done the porn maybe we can move into yeah. animals i don't know it's, uh it's... well i hope you'll you'll come back uh in the future to uh to, to, to yes. tell us kind of the the when yeah exactly maybe in like a few months time or something um, yeah absolutely thanks very much thank you very much and uh, thanks for listening listeners if you have any thoughts on this obviously you can email us and we've got an email jingle coming up email email podcast at mixandmojo.com email I said email P-O-D-C-A-S-T at M-I-X-N-M-O-J-O dot Do you have any last thoughts, guys? Yes. Good. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.